Welcome to the 859 Insider Podcast. I'm your co-host and co-founder of 859 Insider, Noah Ziegler, alongside my good friend, co-host, and fellow co-founder of 859 Insider, Adam Conradi. Adam, how you doing? A big week of football that we're going to get to, but uh, how you doing after uh, after this big big weekend of games? Oh, uh, yeah, doing really well, doing really well. A lot of high-scoring games that we're about to get into. A lot of a lot of big stats uh, put up this week. It was very, very exciting week in uh, Kentucky high school football. Yeah, just a, a lot of big games um, that, you know, obviously were played last week. Uh, a lot of high-scoring games. I, I think we... We talked a lot about games being on upset alert and turned out to be kind of true. So let's get right into it. So the one that we're going to start with the one that I guess was, I guess on paper, I don't want to say a little more of a shocker than the second one, but we're going to start off with Highlands beating Ryle 57 to 46. Uh, Just getting it done. uh, The Bluebirds getting it done in union quarterback, Brody Benke tossing 163 yards and three touchdowns. Did have an interception, but he added 25 rushing yards on the ground and a touchdown. Uh, Charlie Noon doing it all. Adam, your uh, midseason Heisman watch list. Uh, four receptions, 102 yards, and a score. Uh, also forced a safety, just an overall just dominant performance from the Bluebirds. Adam, what was this win? Uh, what did this win say for Highlands? You know, it felt like that loss against Simon Kenton was kind of like, hey, Highlands, maybe they're not there yet, but going to Ryle and getting it done to extend their winning streak to three. It's that's pretty nice. Yeah. Getting it done on the road out of six, a very good six, a opponent, uh, top 10 in pretty much every ranking Ryle. Uh, they had a tough game, but I mean, the Bluebirds put up 57 points in three quarters. That is crazy explosive offense. Very impressive. It was 12 to 10 Ryle at the end of the first and then Highlands took a 34-25 lead going into halftime and did not look back. 57 points by the end of the third quarter. That, that is very impressive. Uh, and not to discount what Ryle did on the other side, Logan Virax threw for 429 yards and five touchdowns. He also did make a few, few mistakes. He had three interceptions. They also had 34 rushing yards and a touchdown on the ground. So he had six total touchdowns, the Ryle junior quarterback. And Caden Gardner had a Another great game for the Raiders. Six catches for 130 yards and a touchdown. He'll be coming up in our uh, stats update. Uh, and then at Abram Cusick as well for the Raiders on the defensive side of the ball. He had two interceptions and a 58-yard touchdown recovery off a fumble. It's just insane. I mean, uh, that's that's the Big 12 football matchup if you've ever seen one. Yeah. Uh, again, a great win for Highlands. Um, and uh, again, just you know what a win for coach fire um moving on a big upset number one in the 859 poll goes down Cuffcat 31 beachwood 14 a 27 game winning streak snapped and uh i feel like we kind of had a feeling that maybe something was brewing you know cuff cath you know the, the in the quarterback department they had the experience it was in it was at cuff cath it's something it was there's just this kind of feeling had you know nothing beachwood could have done but um the game went out i believe it was a 14 to 7 or 7 to 7 when uh mr antonio robinson housed a kick return um was that was that did that make it 7 7 or i believe it made it 14 to 7 okay but it, it either way cuff races out to a two possession lead 
it Robinson brings it back. Just the most electrifying player in the region as of right now. Um, but Cubcats getting it done. I mean, that's just a huge win for the Colonels. Evan Pitzer going 11 of 14 for 156 yards and two scores, uh, adding a score on the ground as well for three total. Owen Lean, of course, it, it just 156 rushing yards. He gets it done. Willie Rodriguez, five catches, 91 yards, touchdown. It, they were clicking. The Colonels were clicking, and it showed in the time of possession as well. Uh, but Beachwood just could not getting anything, could not get anything going, and that's I think the biggest factor of having that game in Park Hills is just being able to get Beachwood out of their rhythm. Uh, Cash Harney, eight of twenty-five, one hundred twenty-five yards, touchdown and an interception. The team in general had negative twenty-five rushing yards. Um, it just, I believe high school includes sacks, correct? As a uh, negative rushing yards. Because I know college does and NFL doesn't. I'm not positive on that. Might need to actually double check that. We'll, we'll we'll figure that out. But either way, not great for Beachwood. Just not a good. I mean, they put together a drive late in the game to get another touchdown on the board, but it was pretty. It was pretty wrapped up pretty quickly. Adam, what do you see out of this game? I think Cuffcath established themselves as I, I, you know, not to spoil the the rankings this week, but I, I have to think that they might be the number one team. What do you think? Yeah, I would completely agree with you on that. We're going to see a new number one this week with the Cubcalf Colonels. I mean, Cubcalf just went out there on their home field in a big robbery game, and they didn't make any mistakes. Evan Pitzer, 11 for 14, very efficient with three total touchdowns. They ran the ball very well with Owen Lean, and Beachwood just could not get their running game going. So Cubcalf controlled the time of possession, just kind of did whatever they wanted on Friday night. And came out with a very, very impressive victory over a good Beachwood team. And putting up 31 points on Beachwood's defense is very impressive. Mm -hmm. I think if you're playing King of the Hill, uh, Beachwood took over the spot uh, the past, you know, year or so, give or take, kind of when the tide sort of turned toward the Tigers' way. And yesterday was the official sign of Cuffcath kind of saying, no, like, you know, they're – it felt like that rivalry was going toward Beachwood all, you know, all about Beachwood. They had the off season momentum, just everything going for them. This big winning streak, a couple of state championships. They're the favorite to win their state championship again. And admittedly, Cath is, you know, they're always in the conversation, but they kind of fell a little bit from being sort of in the true contender conversation. And I think this game put them back in that conversation for for their class i think they're definitely going to make they're definitely poised to make another run now obviously they have to finish the season strong but i think it's so far so good and that was definitely a statement win for them mm-hmm. uh lloyd lloyd making a statement win themselves we, we've been talking about the juggernauts this year they moved three and two after a 40 to three win over bishop brossard uh, Caden Zlager, 127 yards and three touchdowns. Um, it just Isaiah Sebastian, it's getting it done on both sides of the ball as well. Um, he had two, he went two of three for 87 yards. He did have a touchdown and two interceptions. So that uh, all right, someone needs to double check the uh, stats on that. But anyways, um, he also added 98 yards on the ground and a touchdown. So I guess he does. You know, it's all good. And then uh. He also he had two interceptions. two interceptions. Yeah. Yeah. So we got him back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I don't know if he's playing catch with himself out there, but 
it, it seems like it because Lloyd, you know, they're starting to click. They've won three or yeah, three of their last four. Uh, and the two games they've lost were from both by one point. So they're two points away from being five and zero. And they have a bye, they have a bye week coming up, which um, or they have a bye week coming up. But yeah, Lloyd, it's it's good to see it's good to see the juggernauts doing well uh, mm-hmm. so far this year. Uh, Campbell County twenty one, Connor seven. If uh, you know Campbell County really starting to. Uh, pick things up and Connor, uh, you know, Connor just not really being able to put anything together. They fall to one and four, but uh, Campbell County getting their second win of the year. Uh, they bounced back after a, a tight loss to Cooper uh, Keegan Hill, 72 yards passing one touchdown, Joseph Amato, 102 yards on the ground and Aiden Bowens, 95 yards on the ground and two touchdowns. The, the Campbell's getting it done. Uh, a, a, just a big win for them to kind of get back to uh, two and three. They play, they have a big game this week though. They play GRC, which is one of the best teams in the state. So yeah. uh, a big test for the Campbell's coming up, but uh, a good home win for them. Nonetheless, uh, Carroll County defeated Ludlow 20 to six uh, Ludlow's Jalen Bridges had 40 rushing yards and a touchdown and Ethan Powell had two interceptions, uh, but the Panthers fell to the Panthers. Uh, ha ha laugh track. <laughs> Uh, Ludlow fell to two and two new new cat defeated Holy cross. Uh, Holy cross definitely kept that game close a little bit, but um, it, you know, new cat is, you know, really uh, getting it done. They get their fourth straight win of uh, or fourth straight win on the year. Uh, their only loss being the season opener to Campbell County uh, Colton Smith, 169 passing yards and a touchdown and 13 yards on the ground. And of course, Demetric Welch getting it done 162 rushing yards and a score. Uh, and then Caleb Cole, two touchdowns as well. Um, had him. Holy Cross had some, you know, it, it, to make a basketball reference, Jacob Meyer numbers. You want to talk about some of their offensive numbers. Um, and then I have another question for you after that. But look at look at that. Uh, the quarterback for Holy Cross. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, a lot of high scoring games this week. A lot of exciting stats to look at. Uh, Holy Cross quarterback Donovan Ambrosio at 301 passing yards and a touchdown as well as an, as an interception, uh, along with 10 rushing yards. Uh, Landon Phillips had eight catches for 164 yards, and fellow Holy Cross basketball player Javier Ward had four catches for 110 yards and a touchdown. Just a big game, but I, I'm I'm really starting to uh, kind of think of the question, you know, not to again think postseason already but adam the thoroughbreds are looking pretty good they're going through the competition um that's you know playing schools i guess similar to their size i guess they're playing against their similar class competition they're managing what's going on at the midpoint of the season where do you see new cath in terms of uh potential 1a state title contenders uh, I mean, in every poll, they're top five. They're looking very solid. They've won their last four after an opening loss uh, versus Campbell County. Got games coming up against Newport, Ludlow, and Dayton, and then Bellevue. So I think, I mean, they could very well be eight and one going into the final game of the season against Beachwood. And that's obviously going to be a tough one. That's at Covington Catholic as well. But I think they're going to be one of the top seeds going into 1A, uh, going into the 1A state tournament tournament this year uh, per usual for the new cap thoroughbreds really yeah it's definitely going to be interesting and uh to see if they you know do make another run uh in the playoffs uh they, again they they're another team that just looks poised to do so 
Um, a, a big, a big homecoming win again. Uh, Gallatin County forty nine, Bellevue six. The Wildcats getting their first win of the year. Uh, quarterback Anthony Haynes eight for eleven, one hundred twenty eight yards and three touchdowns. Added uh, twenty eight y- yards on the ground as well. Tyler Raggio one hundred fourteen yards and two scores. Devin Schluter a buck eighteen, three touchdowns through the air uh, catching, and then for Bellevue Tristan Woodyard getting the lone touchdown. Uh, just a good win for Gallatin County, uh, a homecoming win, you know, big a big event in Warsaw. So uh, a good win for the Wildcats as they move to one and three, while Bellevue drops to zero and five. Boone County getting another win over Walton Verona. They've, I, I believe, it's been three consecutive years uh, since the two have started playing. But uh, Boone County thirty-five, Walton Verona twenty-four. Rebels quarterback Jamarian Hooker, 11 of 13 for 223 yards. Wow. Uh, three touchdowns. Uh, did have an interception, but he added 94 yards on the ground, two touchdowns, just uh, five total touchdowns. I mean, it's similar to the NFL weekend. We had so many ridiculous fantasy football numbers. I, I mean, it just these players are putting up fantasy numbers themselves. Uh, for the Bearcats, Jackson Smith, he did go 12 of 29 for 182 yards. And two touchdowns, did throw an interception, but he added 127 yards on the ground. Um, and then Chris Harward had 13 tackles. Uh, Adam, a, a big win for Boone County. I mean, it, it feels like they've really, really, really improved for the past couple of years. Yeah, Boone County uh, moves to three and two on the season, back over 500 uh, after they started off two and zero, then fell to Holmes and Lloyd. Uh, they have a tough stretch of games coming up. They have a big game this coming week at Connor. I, I'm really interested to see how that one goes. And then after that, they have Cubcath, Highlands, and Cooper and Tate's Creek to finish off the season. But that, I mean, at this point in the season, I, I'd say Boone County should be pretty happy with where they're at. Three and two over 500 halfway through the year with a big rivalry game coming up, up against Connor. That is a very winnable game for them. I definitely see that, or I definitely agree. That's definitely a winnable game uh, for Boone County. And if, again, if they win, it's just a, a big one. Um, puts them a four and two, and just all of a sudden, that's. I mean, four and two sounds a lot better than three and three. That's for sure. Uh, Cincinnati College Prep thirty, Newport twenty two. Uh, no stats reported on that, so can't really uh, talk about much. But uh, Newport unfortunately falling. Uh, in a close one, you know, a one possession game, but they fall to two and three on the year. Uh, Sayer, a close one. We we didn't know if it was going to be that close because, you know, the Pennington kind of yeah. the Pennington, you know, lineage there. But Sayer, 14, Dayton, six, Landon Hopper, 78 rushing yards uh, and a touchdown. He went one of three. Or, excuse me. Is that touchdown in it's the air? Passing touchdown. Yeah. Okay, so he can do it all. Another Heisman candidate for the 859. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mason Johnson getting the receiving touchdown, but uh, Dayton falling to Sayer. Um, I mean, that's unfortunate, but they they fall, the Green Devils fall to two and three, and Sayer uh, goes to three and one. Moving on, Scott defeating Grant County 50 to eight. Quarterback Dasani Lee uh, went six of nine for 151 yards and two touchdowns for Scott. He had a 15 rushing yards and a score. Uh, Benny Hill added a buck 50 for three touchdowns and Dylan Griffin with three catches for 70 yards and a score also got a two point conversion. Uh, Grant County uh, Cameron Duncan went five of 15 for 61 yards and a score. He added 64 yards on the ground as well. Uh, he, he had all the points for Grant County, but 
just wasn't enough as the Eagles moved to two and three. And then wrapping up this week, Nicholas County defeated Pendleton County 51 to eight. Nicholas County remains undefeated while Pendleton County uh, falls to 0 and five on the year. I mean, this past week, we've seen so many fantasy football like numbers, but Adam, walk us through some of the stat leaders after this week. And again, it was just amazing to see all the uh, stat lines coming in and seeing uh, some kids light the field up. But uh, who's kind of leading the way as of right now? Yeah, a lot of movement on the stat leaderboards this week. We have our first thousand yard passer of the season in Logan Virax with the thousand and ninety one yards after his four hundred plus yard performance this past week against Highlands. Then right behind him is Brody Banky from Highlands with nine hundred and fifty, so he should be eclipsing the thousand yard mark this next week. Uh, Jamarian Hawker from Boone County with eight hundred and sixty eight. Cam O'Hara from Cooper with seven hundred and forty nine, and he was on a bye this past week. Colton Smith from Newcath with six hundred and thirty three. Evan Pitzer from Cubcath with 613, Cash Harney from Beachwood with 594, and Zani Lane from Scott with 513. Uh, the passing touchdown leaders, we have a two-way tie from the shootout in Union. Brody Banky and Logan Virax both have nine passing touchdowns apiece. Uh, Zani Lane from Scott with eight, followed by Cash Harney from Beachwood and Jamarion Hawker from Boone County with seven apiece. Our rushing yard leaders, Landon Hopper has rushed for 800 yards so far from Dayton High School. Uh, Benny Hill is in second with 700 on 84 carries. Uh, Curtis Hill from Holmes with 678. Mitchell Berger from Beachwood with 614. Demetric Welsh from Newcath with 602. And Caden Zulager from Lloyd with 592 yards. Our rushing touchdown leaders, Mitchell Berger still uh, sits atop of the leaderboard with 11. Uh, Landon Hopper from Dayton with 10. Caden Zulager from Lloyd and Curtis Hill from Holmes with eight touchdowns each. Benny Hill from Scott with seven and Demetrik Welch from Newcastle with six. Our receiving yard leaders, Caden, Caden Gardner is building his lead in this category at this point in the season. He is 505 yards on 32 receptions through five games this season. Whew, He's lighting it up. Uh, Charlie Noon making making a good case for himself as the, as a front runner for the top receiver in Northern Kentucky as well with 377 yards on 28 catches. Uh, Willie Rodriguez from Cubcath with 295. Tyler Whipple from Boone County with 283. Isaiah Johnson from Cooper with 259. Chase Williams from Simon Kenton with 251. And Dylan Giffen from Scott with 248. Uh, receiving touchdown leaders is a three-way tie at the top with five touchdowns apiece. Uh, Willie Rodriguez from Covcath, Dylan Giffen from Scott, and Caden Gardner from Ryle. Uh, Chase Williams right behind them with four touchdowns from Simon Kenton. Our uh, sack leader in the region is still Xavier Campbell. It's been the same since we started updating the stats. He is seven and a half so far this year through five games. Uh, Luke Zimmerman from Ryle in second with four and a half sacks, followed by Ethan Noonchester from Bellevue and Dylan Smith from Ryle with four sacks apiece. Austin Schlater from Bishop Brossert with three and a half as well. Our interception leaders, we have four people with three interceptions. Isaiah Sebastian from Lloyd, Ethan Powell from Ludlow, Caden Crowell from Holmes, and Quincy Barber from Newport. And also we only have... Get, uh, stats from two games for Newport. So Quincy Barber could have more interceptions that we don't know about. And that's the stat update for this week. The world may never know. 
or maybe we'll know by the end of the week. But yeah, fingers crossed. <laughs> fingers crossed. Well, by the end of this week, we'll have some of these games that we're going to talk about. Uh, you know, coming up, uh, Newport taking on Newport Central Catholic. That's at Cuffcath, and that kicks off at seven o'clock. Uh, a game Newcats probably expected to win the four and one thoroughbreds looking to take care of business, but Newport has shown that they're a very competitive team this year. Um, and they hung with Holmes who gave Newcats a tough game. So um, going to be going to be a close one for sure. But NCC looking to kind of maintain their uh, top state ranking uh, next Covington Catholic taking on Cooper Cuffcat, definitely looking to capitalize off a huge win uh, over Beachwood as they look to uh, extend their win streak to five games since dropping their season opener to Elder. Uh, Adam, what do you see that one? Uh, what do you see some keys in that one, I should say? Uh, that big big matchup between the Colonels and the Jags in Union. Yeah, Cooper coming off a bye, Cubcath coming off a big uh, rivalry win over Beachwood. This should be a very good matchup. Uh, I, Cooper really needs to... Uh, stop the run versus Cuffcath if, if they want to have any chance in this one. Their running defense has been pretty hit or miss so far this year. And if you let Cuffcath establish the run in this one and do what they did against Beachwood and control the time of possession, you're just going to have trouble putting up points against a really, really solid Cuffcath defense. This I, I, I got to take the Colonels on the road in this one. I, I think they're going to win out for the rest of this year. I agree. I think I have to take the Colonels in this one, but I do think it's going to be uh, interesting to see what the Jags can do because, of course, the Jags definitely have the firepower uh, and the weapons to keep oh, that yeah. a close one. Uh, next, Connor hosting Boone County. We talked about that a little bit. Just a big game. Uh, potential for the Rebels to go to 4-2 and two, uh, while Connor looking for their second win of the season. They currently sit at 1-4, and four, so uh, just a, a good matchup. Uh, both teams looking to uh, kind of continue or to, to either the rebels want to obviously keep on going, but Cougars looking to kind of uh, steer the ship a little bit uh, next George Rogers Clark coming to Campbell County that kicks off at seven 30. Uh, one of the top teams in the state GRC. Uh, so the Camels are going to have a, a lot to deal with there, but uh, it'll be interesting to see if the Camels can pull that off. That'll be, that'd be a huge upset, but of course uh, GRC did defeat a, uh, another eight, five, nine team. Uh, Cooper to begin the year 28 nothing. So uh, we'll see what happens in that one. Bracken County coming to uh, Northern Kentucky. They're going to face Dayton. Dixie Heights versus Highlands. Highlands looking to ca- again capitalize off that huge win against Ryle. And of course, Dixie, uh, they had a bye week last week, I believe. Uh, but, you know, it's going to be uh, going to be a big opportunity for them to kind of uh, bounce back after a loss against Cuff Cath. Adam, how does, how does Highlands kind of extend this win streak and really build this momentum. Yeah, this is a big spot for Highlands. Off coming off a three-game winning streak, big big win over at Ryle this past week. You got to keep it going. You got to keep the offense going. 57 points through three quarters. You got to keep doing that. And Dixie has a very very good running game and this should be a very very high high-scoring matchup similar to the Ryle game, but I I think Highlands wins this one by a couple of scores. Mhm. I agree. I think Highlands is uh, I think Dixie's or excuse me, Dixie is going to uh, keep it, keep it close for a little bit, but yeah, Highlands definitely uh, I see them kind of pulling away in the second half. Uh, their offense is it just, again, they're clicking uh, one of the best in the state at this point. Uh, Holmes taking on Holy Cross. That one 
uh, kicks off at seven. That's uh, I would say, I was going to say in Covington, but of course, both of them are in Covington Holmes. They're coming off a bye, but they sit at three and one and Holy Cross looking to snap a four game losing skid uh, Bishop Brossert at Ludlow. Uh, a, a game where both teams looking to uh, bounce back after losses. Brossard coming off a 40-3 loss to Lloyd and Ludlow coming off a 20-6 loss to Carroll County. Pendleton County will face Mason County. Connorsville versus Simon Kenton. I had this written down, but that game's actually not going on. Uh, the team out of Indiana, Connorsville, uh, canceled their contract. So Simon Kenton um, oh. will not have a homecoming football game. They replaced it with a soccer game. And uh, according to the Northern Kentucky High School uh, football page, they reached out to Lloyd. Lloyd declined. I, I mean, considering how well Lloyd is doing, they need the bye week. Um, so can't 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 deny that. Um, I believe they, they, there's a couple other teams on the schedule that they could reach out to, but uh, it doesn't really look like it's happening. Um, and uh, you know, it just sucks. But it's good that they get to replace it with a, a, a soccer game because. Because me and you had to do that for high school for your homecoming games. We had our soccer <laughs> games. So I guess, you know, it's about time. Anyone who wants to, you know, as of right now, get your St. Henry doesn't have football team jokes out of the way because you don't know how long you can make that. But, um, you know, the, the pioneers, they're going to have two straight weeks off. Uh, it does give time for some of the injuries to heal up. So if you're going to spin it into a positive, you can do that. Gallatin County will face Walton Verona. Uh, Walton Verona looking to bounce back from a loss against Boone County and Gallatin County looking to uh, make it two in a row. We'll see what happens there, but that one kicks off in Walton at 730. And then finally, Grant County versus Montgomery County. That one begins at 730 as well. And then a couple teams on the bye, Beachwood, Bellevue, Lloyd, Ryle, uh, all those teams uh, not having to play this weekend. Um, and Simon Ketten, of course, on that list as well. Um, Adam, any closing remarks? Uh, just excited for another great week of high school football. A uh, couple of big matchups as we uh, previewed. Uh, excited to see how where this uh, where this season takes us and see how it pans out. And also on an upcoming podcast, we're going to have some stat updates for soccer as well. So be on the lookout for that. Mm hmm. Yeah, definitely. As a uh, postseason kind of looms with a lot of things, we're going to ramp up some of the content for the other sports and keep you guys up to date on that. Stay tuned to our social media for predictions, previews, podcast episodes, etc. And, you know, with, with further ado, for Adam Conradi, I'm Noah Ziegler, and thank you for listening.